Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Eisenhower. I'm the CEO and founder of ICC, or Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC is one of the largest real estate coaching companies in the world with thousands of clients and a large team of the most accomplished coaches in the industry who coach many of the highest producing real estate agents, teams, and broker owners in North America. You can find more content on my website, the world's leading production training website for real estate agents at therealestatetrainer.com. That's therealestatetrainer.com. Now on this podcast, I'll share tips, success stories, and training for agents and brokers looking to increase their business income while maintaining a balanced life. So whether you are a new licensee, a solo agent, a real estate team leader, or maybe a team member, a broker owner, or a manager, you are guaranteed to learn something new on each and every podcast episode. We are the ones that are honored to have you on today. So the floor is yours. Take it away. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. I'm going to spend two minutes to you guys just briefly um, highlighting a little bit of uh, of who we are so, so you actually listen to what I have to say um, very, very briefly. So I'm going to share my screen with you. Um, one thing I want to invite you all to do as um, as, as members of the association, um, you guys are all... Uh, will all be admitted to our Facebook group. It's called the Real Estate Agent Roundtable. Um, and this is actually a pretty exclusive group. We don't allow anybody to come to it. But in this uh, Facebook group, we get in some pretty robust discussions. Here's one today about whether new agents should join real estate teams or go solo and all the pros and cons on that. Here's a video about uh, North America foreclosures, uh, the foreclosure market coming forward here. Um, different training programs for agents. So every day you're seeing a lot of my coaches on here training and creating and, and sharing training videos that can help our agents out as well too. So if you go on Facebook and you search for the Real Estate Agent Roundtable, go ahead and we'll know that you're from Edmonton because Facebook so kindly tells us everything about you, um, that uh, we'll go ahead and admit you into that group and then you can start being a part of it and joining the conversation and joining our community. Um, a little bit about us, um, if you would like to join our newsletter. Again, these are all free things. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Um, the realestatetrainer.com is the website right up here, the realestatetrainer.com. This is our coaching website. Um, and when you go on here, you can actually check out our different coaching program. We have a lot of online courses, an online store. You can do behavioral assessments. And most importantly, you can get a ton of free stuff. Um, that we sent out to you, different things on real estate teams, business generation methods, online strategies, agent scripts and di dialogues, et cetera, et cetera. And if you go in our online learning center, you can go in here and actually take a lot of different courses. Um, we offer all kinds of things on how to grow your sphere of influence, your referral-based business, how to hire people for your real estate team or brokerage, how to prospect for FISBOs, um, how to prospect for expired listings, how to behaviorally assess people in, in real estate, how to prospect for business, how to run inside sales agents, how to convert online leads, how to optimize your Facebook page, and so on, out of geographic farm neighborhoods, how to optimize your, your uh, profile online on Google, et cetera, et cetera. So we have this the most robust online training library in all of the real estate industry um, at your disposal. Um, so going to therealestatetrainer.com. Thank you, Victoria, actually shared that in your chat room. Um, we also share, shared a link to the, uh, to the real estate roundtable. So that if you don't get everything that you want to hear here um, in, in this one hour, you can go to those two sources. You can connect with us there and ask any question you got. And we will absolutely get back to you. That's where we really want to keep the conversation going after we shut down here. Now, as far as this out, so thank you for listening to that. That that's that's your infomercial. Um, if you have questions during this, I have no problem with you throwing them in the chat group. I am going to leave some time at the end. So if you go down to the bottom and you click that little button that says chat, it'll open up your chat room off to the right side of your screen and you can type stuff in there. I am going to be looking at that. Some of it I might be able to answer as I'm talking. If I've already moved on before I see it, I may just come back and, and answer that at the very end, but I will leave some time at the end for questions as well too. And I'd love to see those. So feel free to, uh, to engage with me. Um, one thing I do want to, so I'm going to get right into it right now. I think that's, that's five minutes. So I'm going to jump in and I really would like to start, 
um, talking about what we believe in my coaching company, where we've got about 25 real estate coaches and we coach agents all over North America, primarily United States and Canada. Um, uh, all of my coaches, we coach a very similar format. And that format is a referral based business where we're always trying as our primary foundation of our business is to grow our business, our own book of business from people that we know, or people that they know, um, or people that we are in relationship with to some degree. And we refer to that as our sphere of influence. And we always want this to be the foundation of our business, right? We coach and train, as you just saw on lots of different topics, whether you're geographic farming and neighborhood or prospecting for business or converting online leads from people you don't know. There's lots of ways to generate business out there from people we don't know yet that we want to get to know and, and, and have them become our customers and our clients. However, we want to start with our highest conversion rate, which is our own sphere of influence, the people that we already know. And to some degree, because they know us or they know someone who knows us, they have a higher degree of trust with us uh, and familiarity with us. And we, and we pop up first of mind to them. So almost all top real estate agents get the bulk of their business from their own sphere of influence or SOI, as I'm going to refer to them going forward. Um, even when you think you know that a person gets a bunch of business this way or that way, or they convert a bunch of online leads or something like that, agents that have a lot of longevity with success you'll almost always see get well more than 50%, typically more than 70% of their business from their SOI. And they may get a lot of business from some other place. Um, but generally speaking, it's a relatively small pillar of income when compared to the business that comes back to them from their SOI. So we always want to foster that. Plus, you don't have to work too hard from it. That's where the come list me phone calls come from. That's where people calling you and you not even having to go out and hunt for work. Um it just makes it a lot easier because people that have to consistently try to catch the food they're going to eat, constantly looking for new clients or prospecting or lead generating every single day for two to three to four hours. Um, I do agree that's very important and we coach and we train that, but if, but, but it's very hard to find agents that have sustained that behavioral characteristic and, and that habit for 20 to 30 years. At some point, they typically stop because they've built up their SOI database to such a degree that a lot of business is coming back at them and they don't need to do that anymore. Um, and otherwise they burn out. That's why you don't hear many people doing it with, with, uh, with a lot of time under their belt. Sooner or later they stop and that business keeps coming back. And the ones that don't stay in the business are the ones that didn't build an SOI database. So we really want to do that. But I'm going to give you some, I know you've all heard that before, but I'm going to give you some cool new um, ways in this new modern age, in this strange pandemic age, um, that you can really make some great strides uh, with your sphere of influence, both in growing it and generating business from it. Um, and so I'm going to share those tools with you. And I'm going to actually give you some tangible tools that I'm going to show you that by logging in here and being uh, a member of uh, the Association of Realtors um, there in Edmonton, um, they're going to be provided to you for free. So um, so with that being said, we're going to start moving forward on some of those ideas. And the first concept I want you to get is, as I said earlier, the reason that all top agents focus on their sphere of influence first, their own book of business first, is because it has the highest conversion rate. And I want to explain to you what that conversion rate looks like. I'm going to do that. I'm going to share my screen really, really briefly again with you here to kind of take you zoomed into one of my courses. And here in this bold in the middle, you're going to see the conversion rate we talk about. And we call it lucky number seven because the completion of an SOI contact plan with 40 annual contacts to everyone in your SOI database will result in one closed transaction for every seven people in your SOI referral database. Okay. So I'm going to say again, the completion of an SOI contact plan with 40 annual contacts will result in one closed transaction for every seven people in your SOI referral database. So what do I mean by that? Um, what I mean by that is this, we're going to actually try to create a contact plan where we, over the course of one year, we're going to contact everybody in our SOI database 40 times. And we're going to do that without, 
you know, getting criminal complaints or someone calling the police on us for harassing them or getting temporary restraining orders against us. We have to do it in a way that makes people like us, that doesn't bother people because we want them to to uh, use us for their real estate needs, right? So we don't want to turn them off. We want to actually add value to them, come from contribution and help them. So we want to do it in a way that they receive it, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, but so our SOI contact plan, we're going to contact them 40 40 times a year, and that's typically going to be divided up in a lot of different communication networks, right? So number one, we'll have in, you know, we might have some, we might have like 15 of those might be some sort of email, um, maybe market updates, maybe listing e-alerts, um, you know, or a variety of other things we're going to talk about today. I won't give it away. Um, it might be social media touches. It might be a phone call. It might be a text message, might be a Christmas card. I can go on and on and on with the different ways we can contact someone to diversify our touches over the course of a year. So we don't harass them by just calling them 30, 40 times or emailing them 40 times. We want to kind of mix it up because not everyone is everywhere. And if someone is everywhere, they won't be offended if they just kind of keep seeing you everywhere. In fact, that's what we want. We want to create a convenience store mentality where we are set up on every corner. So we are always first of mind so that when they are asked to refer someone or if they know someone for the real estate needs, they think of us first. If they have a quick real estate question, they think of us first. That's the idea is we want to be first of mind so that we earn a the largest chunk of mind share in their brain because the more they think of us in real estate the more they see us as being successful in real estate the more presence the bigger presence we have in their mind directly equates and is directly correlated to the amount of success they see us having because the more we're out there the more successful we are for hidden it doesn't appear like we're doing anything so that has been proven time and time again in any business in all marketing courses and all you know uh business degrees and in colleges and universities it's been proven time again, the more mind shit you have, the higher degree of success you have. So we want to always stay in front of those people in our SOI without turning them off. I'm going to show you today some ways we can do that, some ways that we can add serious value far from turning them off. And actually, it's going to ingratiate us to them and make them want to uh, to use us more as well, too. So when we go back to that ratio, I said that we're going to do 40 annual contacts. OK, so I'm going to go back to that screen share where I showed you the exact same quote, the completion of a SOI contact plan with 40 annual contacts. Like I told you how we're going to do that. Well, and, and most CRMs have some sort of SOI contact plan. And you know, if it's only 35 touches, 45 touches, I don't care, but usually it's between 30 and 50. Um, most touches and most customer relationship management systems or CRMs have built-in plans you can use and definitely customize and tweak. So when we do a 40 annual contact plan, it will result in one closed transaction for every seven people in your database. So what does that mean? Let's say you've got 300 people in your SOI referral database. These are 300 people that you know, and let me stop there. These aren't just people that you know, like your best friends, okay? Most people that have been on the planet for 20 or 30 years know 300 people locally. And I'm just saying they have to recognize you by name. Maybe they just met you at a party this weekend, or they're a coworker of your spouse's, um, or they're someone that you knew 30 years ago in high school and you haven't seen them since. This is why staying prevalent on social media is so important. Um, it's because you stay first of mind if you're engaging with people on social media and you're actually occasionally at least posting on social media. More important, you engage with their posts. That way you're always first of mind with the people you know, and hopefully the people you know in your SOI database, you're also friends with on Facebook. And if not, that's one thing I'd be doing right away is going through and finding everyone on Facebook that are in your SOI and vice versa. Everyone that you're friends with on Facebook locally, put them in your SOI database in your CRM. Um, and that's another way you can stay in front of them and stay first of mind, right? So for my purposes, the definition of an SOI member is someone that at least would know you by name if someone else mentioned you. So if I went to one of these people that is an acquaintance of yours and said, hey, do you know Tracy? And they're like, Tracy? I go, yeah, Tracy Davidson. Uh, she's in real estate. Oh, yeah, I know Tracy. Yeah, I, I think I know she is at least. Yeah, yeah, she's in real estate, right? That's good. That counts because the, you have just risen yourself above the level of spam. You're not spam if you market to them anymore. You're some, you're a real person. 
You know what I'm saying? And that, and, and they, they have some recollection with you. And that does so much for trust. So much for trust, because that means they know people that know you, um, that there's peer accountability out there. You're not going to run away with their initial deposit, things like that. Um, that, that, that takes trust to a whole different level. So that's all we need is someone who would recognize you by name. And that would count as an SOI member. Okay. So I'm going to go back to sharing my, sharing my screen with you and back to our example. And you can see here, 300 SOI referral database members receive 40 annual contacts. Okay. So if you put that 40 annual contact plan in play in your CRM on a database of 300 people, that would result in 1200 total touches per year for your business. That means you'd make 1200 total contacts, which is huge. It's a huge number. Okay. So carrying on, if you, uh, if you apply our seven to one conversion rate that we showed you up here, right? Remember, you get one closed transaction for every seven people in your database. So if you apply that seven to one conversion rate, we take 300 people and divide it by seven. That means 42.86, carry the one, round up, we'll say 43 closed transactions in your sphere of influence, okay? 43 closed transactions from your sphere of influence alone, okay? Now, if we just take that a step further here, and we hit the commission jackpot because you should probably start calculating what 43, 43 transactions would look like. Um, but if we took, you know, a 250,000, I'm going to take North America's average sales price. The, 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 if you take Canada and the United States together and jam them together, 250,000 is the average sales price, or at least it was a year ago. It's probably like 500,000 by now. But, uh, but you get the gist. If, if 250,000 was your average sales price, times 43 transactions. Let's say you got 7,500 GCI because you charged uh, 3%, let's say. You'd make 322,000 in, in annual gross commission income. 322,500 in annual gross commission income just from your sphere of influence alone, okay? And I know a lot of people don't believe that. Understand this is very true. I've been in real estate for more than 30 years and I've been coaching and training agents for the vast majority of those 30 years. I've ran many of different real estate brokerages, opened them, still own quite a few of them. Um, and have, you know, run one of the North America's largest coaching companies. And we watch these numbers very closely. Here's the fact. It always works. We always get very close. That's seven to one is an average. Sometimes it works at a higher degree. Sometimes it works at a lower degree. Seven to one is the average. And there's other coaches and training companies out there that have similar metrics. Uh, believe it or not, that aren't too far off from that. Um, one of the most popular real estate books in the, probably the most highest selling real estate book in the, in the history, um, of real estate is the millionaire real estate agent by Gary Keller. And he runs off a six to one ratio. Um, I believe that's on page 143 of the MREA millionaire real estate agent book. Um, it talks in there very, very explicitly that, you know, you're the database of people that you've met. He calls it a met database. If you put a 33 touch contact plan, so it's 33 contacts a year, he gets a 12 to two ratio, which if you reduce that fat fraction conveniently, uh, that, that's uh, six to one. Um, so he's actually not too far off from that as well. In fact, mine's much more conservative from that. Um, and people are all over the mark on that ratio. This is the one that we see and we maintain, and it's been at seven to one for quite some time. Here's the deal. You, you think, well, if that was the case, everyone would do this. Yeah, you're wrong. I've never seen it fail, but I've seen the vast majority of agents fail to do it. Okay, so it fails all the time because of user error. It is very, very tough to get 300 people in your database and have email and contact information for them all. Heck, it's hard to choose a CRM system. I've seen some people take three to four to five years just to choose one and then another three to four or five years before they quit because they didn't want to learn how to use it. Okay. So it is, there's a lot of ways you can fail at this and there's a lot of ways that user error can occur. Um, so it's a very small percentage that gets through all that use of error and then actually makes 40 contacts a year. You got to do that too. I mean, there's probably gonna be a couple phone calls in there and text messages. And there's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I don't know. And I'm kind of busy and oh, I got four pending right now. So it, that's where we as coaches come in and, and, and we work through to make sure the implementation occurs. A lot of you know you should get an SOI referral database together. In fact, the majority of you probably heard that. Um, but very few of you have done it and then contacted it 
30, 40, 50 times a year to get a return like this. At best, you're sending out like a Christmas card, maybe a calendar magnet, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You're doing one or two touches a year. Um, to actually put 40 contacts on them, that's a whole different, a whole different animal. Um, and that's where we come in as coaching to make sure that implementation happens. We help set up those plans, help them get through their CRMs, pick that, set it up, all that kind of stuff and make sure that it starts working. Um, and that's how that works. Um, just so you know, that's kind of the foundation of a solo agent generating business. One of the things we do at Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting is we coach a lot of agents that run high powered real estate teams and some of the highest volume luxury agents in North America as well, too. And those guys, when they get that big, they're actually usually working with other people that work for them. And then they are turning around and helping those agents that work for them on their real estate team to set up a sphere of influence database. Because we want those people bringing business to the team from their own sphere of influence, not just receiving leads from the team, right? Because you, I mean, you can... You can give someone a fish and then you can teach them to fish. That's the old adage, right? So we want to make sure we're teaching them and helping them grow their own books of business within the confined structures and tools of the team as well, too. Okay. Um, so that, that way, you know, this actually works at every single level. I don't care how much you produce or how little you produce. Always should be working on your sphere of influence and always can be fine tuned. It can always be improved all the way through. Okay. So that's the basis for it. So then how do we make these contacts? Okay. That, that becomes the next question. How do we make them? Like, what are we going to do to ensure that we feel comfortable? Cause that's where I think a lot of people get stuck. They may go and finally pick their CRM and then they might then take the next step and actually get, you know, grow their database to 100, 200, 300 people. Any of those numbers is great. I mean, you saw you make 325,000 annually off just your SOI alone with 300 people. I mean, if you, if you had 150 people, I mean, you cut that in half, you make about 160,000 off it. I mean, that that's still big numbers. So let's say you get to those numbers. I mean, Lord knows what happens if you get 600 people that, that have heard of you by name. I mean, you can do the math that way too. But let's say you get there, then it's then so often we have the problem of, man, I just don't want to reach out and talk to those people. I mean, I, I don't want to bother these people or I just don't have time. And so, and oftentimes that comes with, I don't know how to add value. I feel like I'm always just bugging them. So that's when it's very important that we do have ways to add value to these people. And let me show you some of those ways, okay? The first one I want to show you is what I call an annual property review. It's called an annual property review. And this is a staple, guys. And this should be done annually with every member of your sphere of influence that owns a property. It does not have to be a past client. It's got to be someone that owns real estate. So they're a homeowner. I think in North America, 70% of the US and Canada population is a homeowner. Last I checked when they merged those two together. So on average, it should be 70% of your database, right? And if you're really young, I don't want to hear the excuse, well, I'm only 24 years old and I don't know anybody that owns a home. Well, again, you're just making excuses. Yes, you do. You know lots of people, you know their parents. So oftentimes, you know, remember, remember the, the, quali the, the qualifying question as to whether they should be in your sphere of influence is do they know you by name? And every one of your friends has parents. A lot of them know you by name. Teachers know you by name. There's lots of adults who know you by name. So start focusing on those people. All they have to do is know you by name. Trust me, the fact that you're getting organized and marketing and moving forward with your career will impress them. It will not bother them so long as you do add value in ways like I'm about to show you. Okay, so the annual property analysis tool uh, is, is, is a very, very valuable tool, especially in this current market. Um, housing values and prices have skyrocketed tremendously over recent years, especially the last year in your neck of the woods, heck in every neck of the woods. I think the entire globe saw prices increasing 15 to 25% over the last 16 months, which is outrageous appreciation. Um, and so a lot of people know this, but they don't know how much their house is worth. Um, and that's, I mean, especially with your past clients, let alone everybody that, that owns real estate in your SOI. I mean, don't we have kind of a duty to continue to provide customer service after we collect a commission check, like shouldn't we be following up and letting them know how much their home is worth each year and adding value to them? 
So what we do in this day and age, it's wonderful because now everybody loves Zoom or, or some sort of video conferencing platform uh, like the one you're on, or maybe it's, you know, Microsoft Teams or Google Meets or whatever you're using, that's fine. Um, it is very common and much more convenient and easier to set appointments face-to-face with the people in your SOI database to do an annual property analysis with them. And what we're really doing in a nutshell is texting them or calling them, I'm good with either, and letting them know that as a um, benefit to all of your clients and customers, and that's what I refer to them as clients and customers, that's everyone in your SOI. In your mind, a client is someone you've worked with already, a customer is someone that you'd hope to work with, all of which are in your SOI, right? Past clients and the rest. Um, for all of our clients and customers, where we actually give them a very quick evaluation of their home's worth in this current market, especially then since so much has changed over the course of the last year. Um, and so that's something we're doing for everyone. And I would love to quickly do that for you. Would that be okay with you? So it's a quick text message. It's a quick phone call. And all you do then is text them a link to the mobile phone number you're texting or calling to Zoom and you're there, okay? And you're there. And then what you're gonna do is basically show them a CMA of their property, okay? That's basically what you're going to do. You have their home address. They may have rental property they want you to do as well too. And you're basically gonna run a comparative market analysis of their property where you show them some of the comparison sales, the comps, and you're gonna show them what their home is worth, okay? That's the nutshell, but to get there, there is a process that I'm gonna show you, okay? Um, and then I'll kind of explain to you how this works. So what we do, this is a process. Now we're gonna give this to you. In fact, I think that we just shared a link with you uh, in the chat room where you can download um, all of uh, the the uh, the documents that I'm showing with you on the screen. And this is definitely one of them. This is your annual property analysis. And you can see the key points is what we're going to do here. We're going to reach out for like a regular basis. And it says here, it talks about how like a doctor, you know, you go to a doctor's checkup each year. You talk to your accountant each year. You talk to your financial planner each year just to kind of check up. And that's what we're doing in real estate. We're checking on all their assets right now. Okay. So what we're going to do is show a big picture to small picture view of the market. Okay. So we start big. We can give them statistics. Um, on a national level, like here, here is the, uh, home price increase in, uh, the entire country of Canada over the past year. Here's the months of inventory. Maybe here is a future prognosis or where most experts are saying home prices are going to go next year. That data is always out in front of you guys. Um, your association of realtors always providing that kind of data for you. Um, and, and you can, and you can then turn around and use that data. And then we're going to start drilling down maybe to your local province. Okay. So we come down to your local province and we actually show, um, the, the province data and what's happening in that locale. And then we can zoom all the way into your local county, multiple listing service or your local city or however you guys do, everybody divides their MLSs up, your local area, we'll call it. The multiple listing service data just from your MLS. And usually most MLSs provide some market data statistics and charts you can use. So just download those charts and include them in your PowerPoint, which I'm gonna give you a PowerPoint too uh, before we're done here. Um, and then, so we're zooming down from big to small, Canada, province, local area. And then we go right in with the CMA, which is their, the comps in their, their tiny little neighborhood. So big down to small. And then we zoom in on, on their neighborhood, right? And that's when we're going to show them, here's the value of your home. And this is where the magic really, really happens, right? Um, it, it actually really, all of a sudden they start to realize, wow, I, you know, cause it puts some, I mean, it's getting, they're getting an, an expert opinion from a real estate agent. They've been guessing for a while. I'm sure they've been seeing houses sell in their neighborhood or, you know, open houses come up and they see the list price. And they grab a flyer or something and, and they kind of know what's generally happening. And then, then they start to kind of assume that they know they're assuming what their home price is worth. But when you give them that concrete number from a professional, it's almost like, wow, they all of a sudden realize how much equity they've got in their home. And the first thing their head goes, like every human goes the same place. If we sold this, we'd have that much money and we could buy that house, that dream house, or we could move to that dream location, or we could do this with the money and then buy a house with the rest. So all of a sudden they spend the money in their head. 
right? And, and so what you do is you kind of help them do that. You help them kind of spend the money. You say, okay, great. So how, how much equity, how much do you owe on your home? Well, that's a lot of equity. That means you've got $220,000 of equity in the house. Where would you spend that? You know, curiously, where would you spend that? And that actually forces them to start thinking about it. And you'd be shocked where that goes. They go home, they talk for the next couple of weeks. Next thing you know, you get a call back from them. Okay. Because you're educating them on their personal balance sheet. You're, you're dialing in and tightening the screws on their personal budget. They didn't know how much money they had because, but you told them. And that's high level of customer service. That's very real estate relevant. That's not a contact that's like sending them a, uh, you know, a Christmas card or like a sports calendar magnet or something like that. I mean, those are nice things. Don't get me wrong. And I'm all for doing those things, but this is very real estate relevant, add significant financial value that will impress them and, and actually make you look like an expert with regards to their house. And you're already knowledgeable of their situation. It makes you so much more convenient. Remember the convenience store mentality to them. You're already this far with them. I mean, why would they not go ahead and use you when it's time to, to buy or sell, right? So you're adding true value by moving through and, and actually going through every member of your SOI. So what if you did two of these a week over the course of a year? There's 52 weeks in a year. Let's give you two weeks off so we get a round number of 50. So you get 50 you're going to do two of these a week. That means you could do a hundred of these. Think of how good you'd get at pricing um, because you're going to actually kind of give them a value for each one of these things. How well you'd get to know a hundred people in your SOI. If you did one of these a day, one 30 minute annual property analysis a day, there's five days. That's 250 of these you do in a year, 52 weeks in the year, five business days. I want you to take weekends off, right? So 50, weeks times five business days is 250. If you did one a day, you did 250 of these in a year. And that is powerful customer service. Okay. And boy, would you get to know every single neighborhood, the value of every single home. It would be absolutely phenomenal, right? What if you had a real estate team and everybody on your team was doing this as a customer service regularly? Everybody gets so good at pricing, so knowledgeable on the market, and we'd be adding massive value to everybody. Okay. A couple other points I want, I want to throw out here at you. Isn't it crazy? You're just hearing this now for the first time. Um, to me, this should be a standard practice for every agent, right? Um, so as we zoom down, like I said, from big to small on the picture, right? So again, we do this with anybody in your SOI that owns a home. You could even do it with open house guests as well, too, or anyone that asks you, how's business or how's the market, right? So if someone says that you, that you can offer the service, in fact, it's crazy right now. Home prices have jumped 22% in the last year in our city. Um, do you own a home? I tell you what, here's something we're doing for all of our clients and customers. Uh, we're doing an annual property analysis for each one of them where I give them a rough idea of what your home's worth. No obligation. I mean, you probably don't even want to sell for 5, 10, 20 years. That's fine. This is a complimentary service that we provide. Would you be interested? So it's really, really easy to tie this in with anyone in your SI or anyone that bumps into you. Okay. I've got some scripts here for you. There's a bunch of different ways you can phrase it. I've shown you here. Um, but these are how you can reach out and text people or call people so that you do run through your entire SOI over the course of a year. That's the idea. Okay. Um, and these are different scripts and dialogues. You can do it all the, do it all the way through. Then we talk about building your packet. Okay. And then I, down here, we provide a market neighborhood analysis worksheet, right? Where we can actually, when we go from big to little, um, we can actually put in here the name of the local neighborhood. You know, maybe it's, you know, Sherwood Forest Estates, kind of being very Robin Hoodish. Um, and then you actually go into MLS and look at the total annual sales, total number of properties in the neighborhood, and you can find what we call a turnover rate. Um, how many closed sales last month versus the number of active listings that gives you an absorption rate. So you can look real fancy when you tell them these numbers, or you could show year over year, the increase in turnover rate, the increase of absorption rate, um, the months of inventory, the average sold price, the average appreciation rate, the agent, your agent market share percentage, or you could do it your offices if that looks more 
more impressive. Look at your offices or even your brand name. You know, if you happen to be, you know, one of the big brand names and you got a lot of agents in your neighborhood, you could use that market share percentage to make yourself look a little bit bigger. However you want to do that, um, make the numbers look good and tell your story the way you want it to be told, right? So we're going to be dropping that in and sharing that with you as a link too. Um, so you'll be able to use that. Now, what's really cool is since we're doing this on Zoom, that's what makes, I mean, we've taught these forever, but we used to have to do these person to person. So you can never really do that many. You have to pick your top people because it's so much time to drive to people's houses and sit down. And when you're on Zoom, these can be 30 minutes, but when you're face to face, they end up being an hour, hour and a half because everybody feels like they have to be polite and talk about things. But on Zoom, things go much quicker. So it's much more efficient for the real estate agent. You can do one or two of these a day, no problem now, as opposed to one or two a week. Um, and we have a lot of clients who are doing it. Um, but what I also want to give you is a, you know, sometimes this is your opportunity to show how tech savvy you are by using Zoom and using a good PowerPoint and showing how well you present yourself in a professional manner. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you um, this PowerPoint, this is fully editable and it's in Microsoft PowerPoint. So you can click on things and totally edit, take my logo out, put your logo in. Um, you could change, you know, all of the, uh, the, the writing in here, um, to, to say whatever you needed to say, um, change the colors, change the photos, whatever you like, uh, anywhere you want. And PowerPoint is so easy to edit into it. You just click on things and, and the cursor shows up inside and you change them. It's real easy, right? Um, so you move through. And again, if you got a real estate team, you know, you can actually put photos of your real estate team, um, explain what this annual property analysis is, um, explain the questionnaire, the property insight, um, you know, things that you might go through and ask them about their house. Um, and then you can start putting in your big to small stuff, right? Cost versus value. Um, so we've got a lot of different slides. You can see down the left-hand side of your screen here, um, how we talk about, you know, here's that exact uh, market segment for the neighborhood I showed you. Again, you could fill in these numbers right here to, to create this slide as well too. Um, your market report, you might pull these out and put yours in um, and, you know, put your CMA in here. If you have any like, um, you know, vendors or affiliates you want to promote, you might slow those in there too. We've got a lot of informational uh, informational slides in here. You can just delete if you want to use them or include if you don't want to use them, you know, give them your annual maintenance checklist. I'd breeze through these types of things very, very quickly just to make yourself look a little bit more uh, professional. And at the end, of course, you know, you close with some neat slides here at the end and, and, and you're all done. And that's it. So we're going to give you those two as well. Um, people that coach with ICC um, get get an entire marketing library. So they get all these like social media posts and flyer templates and email templates and contact plan templates and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. So I'm going to, I'm giving you a few of those grabbies right now so you can use them. And that's one of those is, is our template for um, our, uh, our um, annual property analysis plan. So that will be in there as well. Uh, and in the chat room, they've got the download link in there. So you can download and take a look at that and use that as well too. Whew. Okay. So that's a lot. So that's the first one. The second one I want to show you right now, and this one's very, very important for this time of year because what a lot of you guys are feeling right now is a little bit pullback in the market. We've been going gangbusters, right? And all of a sudden it's August and September and it's a normal August and September, right? Seasonality is kicking in. Like buyer demand is pulling back a little bit. Houses are taking a few more days to sell. There's not 20 offers on each property. In fact, they might even sell a little bit below asking right now. It's a normal September and August, right? Kids are going back to school. Weather's starting to change, things like that. Last year, we didn't have that because we had COVID. And when we had COVID, remember, we fully lost like... I mean, the whole world just shut down. People didn't even look outside their windows out of fear in May, June, July. So people that wanted to buy and sell or needed to or had to got pushed into August and September. So August and September got really hot, even though we couldn't show properties or do a lot of things. Sales were through the roof, right? Um, this year, we're back to normal where sales have been interrupted and they've been great. But now we're starting to see a pullback. And that doesn't mean anything, trust me, because in housing inventory is low. So prices are going to continue to go up for the foreseeable future because of how low inventory is. It would take a lot of construction in a lot of places in, an in a ridiculously hurried amount of time um, to get supply and demand out of whack where prices went down. So this is a kind of a no-brainer uh, for anyone in the know in real estate that values have to continue to go up. So I don't want you to worry about that. 
that's going to happen for a while. It may not go up 25% a year, <laughs> but I could see five, 10, 15. That, none of those would shock me uh, for the next 12 months. Just so you, if you want, if you are interested in my prognosis and just about every other expert's prognosis um, and every investor in the, in the world right now, um, there's a lot of people that are not in the know that are afraid. And that is the way that usually works, but the people in the know, know. Okay. So with that being said, right now we are seeing a slowdown and now for the first time it's getting quiet. And just like most years, this becomes lead generation time. We need between leading up to the holidays in um, December, we now have September, October, and November to focus on lead generation. And I want you pointed on annual reviews, like we talked about. And I also want you to give value to your sphere of influence. And one of the best and most popular ways to do that is through some sort of client event. Okay. And when I'm talking about client event, I don't mean for your past clients. I mean, like I said, everybody in your SOI, all clients and customers. Okay. And we call those client appreciation events, even though they haven't used us yet, we expect them to, right? So we call them client appreciation events and we invite everybody in our sphere of influence. Right. And we got to do it. We got to watch it because we do have COVID issues. Not to say, I mean, client events have picked up through COVID because we, we were trying to find ways to stay in contact. Now, again, they, they aren't like, we're not opening up a kissing booth or something like that, but um, cause we don't want to spread the disease and every city's different and every, you know, locality is different on how strict they are and all that kind of stuff and where they stand on all that. I care less about that. I just don't want to get arrested. So what I'm going to do, I want to continue to generate business in a way that does not offend my people that adds value to my people and my SOI. That's what I care about. Okay. And that's what I'm going to coach you on. So you want to do it safe. There's tons of virtual events out there. Um, I'm going to share with you guys, again, this isn't that download that you are going to see. Um, I am going to share with you a, a, a packet that we have on client events, right? Um, so this is it on client events and you can download this whole thing. Here's a, here's a table of contents. As you scroll through it, it's going to talk a little bit of why to come from contribution, how to add value to your people, um, how you should get it paid for and how you can get other vendors to help pay for it. Um, how you can do events that are seasonal or holiday, spring, summer, different fall event ideas, winter event ideas. Um, Photos with Santa is probably the most popular event out there. Um, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, food or drink related, breakfast uh, ho- uh, client events, lunch, brunch, dinner, drinks, dessert, um, different food trucks, things like that. Taco Tuesdays, <laughs> adults only. So these are usually more, you know, just adult, less family featured um, types of parties, casinos, golfing, cocktails, things like that. Um, co- different types of cocktail party events, family friendly events here. Um, so many of those. And these typically are outdoors. You know, you see a lot of food trucks, ice cream trucks, out tons of outdoor COVID friendly events here. Um, parade watch parties. So you, you actually go, you actually partner up with events that are already being put on, sponsor them and then market the heck out of them. Um, and, and when I say market the heck out of them, that's because I don't really care about the event. I care about the contacts leading up to the event. Okay. Um, and that's why you could market somebody else's event and look like a, a saint by marketing up with some sort of nonprofit charitable, um, entity and do all the marketing for them or right alongside them and make it look like your event. Um, and, don't have to deal with any of the setup and you get all of the contacts in the meantime, a bunch of different virtual events, tons of those right now. Mobile blood donation van is a very popular one. People love to donate blood when it comes to them. Um, TSA vans, if they do the TSA screening, they can have the local van come to you. Um, support a graduate, goodwill donation pickups, charity videos via front porch, uh, photography portraits. You have photographers going to people's front doors. That was all COVID type stuff as well, too. Uh, very, very popular stuff. Bunch of different socially distance ideas all the way through in here as well. Okay. So you're going to get this whole packet um, in that link as well, too. And here's why we got to do it right now. It's because we really want to try to have an event in November. Okay. And the reason we want to have it in November is because remember, we're trying to do 40 contacts. Um, over the course of a year, okay? 40 contacts over the course of a single year. So when we talk about that, um, 
understand a client event, we expect to get a minimum of 10 contacts off of it. So I know a lot of clients of ours that have four client events a year, just so they can get 10 contacts out of each one. So they have one a quarter. Every three months, they have a client event. And then they make 10 contacts over that three months up to the client event. And then they start making contacts for their second client event. And at the end of the year, they've made 40 contacts, all coming from contribution, all inviting and promoting their client events. Okay. So they'll have one could be a charity. The next one might be tailgating a professional sports team. The next one might be a family friendly event. And the next one might be a virtual event. And all throughout the year, they rotate these different themes and they're always staying relevant, always staying in front, always inviting. You're never going to offend people if you're inviting people to things. If you're promoting charity things, you're always going to stay first to mind and gain mind share. So, so it's all about the contacts. I'll be honest with you. I don't even care if anybody comes to your event. No one's going to know. That's the part that doesn't matter. And that's where so many people get caught up. And that's where that separates the top producing agents and the low producers. The low producers want to throw a party. The top producers want to get successful and provide for their family. And if you want to get successful and provide for your family, your focus is making 40 contacts a year. Who cares if people don't show? Okay. Now it'd be nice if they show. Sure. Probably cost you more money if they show too, because they, people that show up to things tend to eat things and use things and take things. <laughs> um, so again, it's up to you if you really, really want to do it and make them show. That's why I love, love to piggyback up existing events for a good cause because it's, um, it's it's already happening and you're not paying for it typically, right? So let me show you an example of what our client event contact plan works like. It's a 12-week plan, right? As you scroll down here, you can see um, all 12 weeks and then we can do some post-event contacts as well too. But three months out or 12 weeks out, same thing, you might send out a save the date email and the save the date mailer, okay? So there's your first two contacts right there. And then you might start your you know, sphere of influence invitation phone calls. You might call five people a day to personally invite them. If they don't answer, you send them a text. Or maybe you're just texting them one by one, but use their name so it doesn't look like a bulk spammy text, right? If you did five a day, five days a week, that's 25 a week, right? 25 a week for 12 weeks. I'm having to pull out a calendar here. 25 times 12 weeks. What do you know? 300. That's just like our example earlier. No wonder we build these things this way. 300 people in your SOI. If you start, you could actually call and personally invite 300 people to your client event. If you started three months out calling five a day. Okay. So you could be busy. I mean, you actually have work to do September, October, November for your client event leading up to it, right? And then we mix it up. I mean, we might be doing a, some Facebook posts out there. We might be doing a formal invitation, a formal email invitation because we did save the dates up here, right? Um, then we might do direct messages on Facebook where we direct message and, and send reminder messages to people, right? Um, we might do a formal one there. We might do a save the date one of those back up here, okay? We might do a bulk text um, or a bulk straight to, vo straight to voicemail reminder as well too. At the end, we're doing thank you emails, thank you letters, a Facebook post where we post all the Facebook event photos, maybe some video of it, maybe an email with a video of the event thanking everyone, but it goes out to everybody, all 300 people in your database, not just the people that showed up. So they see what they missed, right? Um, so we're going to fly through all of this. We're going to diversify our contacts. We're going to do it for three months so we can actually make 10 contacts. And this, this actually is 15 contacts. You can see if you did all of this, it'd be 15. As I said, ideally you're doing 10 to 15 contacts and probably the most popular, um, the most popular events are happening right now. Um, there's two that are the most popular. Number one is happening as we speak in August and September, it's back to school photos, right? And what you do is you go out and you get a, you hire a photographer and somewhere right around that school, there's usually a park or some public area and you can set up a stand where you can actually do back to school photos. So rather than parents having to go there and take the photo, you can have complimentary back to school photos presented by the Brian Eisenhower real estate group or whatever. And, and you got a photographer you paid for and then that photographer's out there getting exposure too, and you pay him some money. Um, it's your marketing dollars, right? Your marketing dollars should always be 10% of your GCI. So you can afford to invest in your business up to 10% of what your gross commission income is per year. 
Okay. If you want to know what that budget should be. And this is the most important budget you can spend is on your contact plan on your SOI. That's if you're a new agent or you're selling less than 30 units a year, then almost all of that 10% should go to marketing to your SOI straight up. That's where, that's where your focus is. So put your money here. Put your money here. Maybe invest in a CRM if you didn't get one from your company for free or something. Um, if you did get one for free, just use that one. That's probably good enough. Just use it. So what we're doing is, so you actually do back to school photos for all these people that show up at, 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 the, at the high school or the elementary school or the combination of, a, of, a, of, of, of those. And for the three weeks leading up to school starting, you're going to all your SOI and your past clients and you're marketing it, right? So for the, so most of my, my mom, my wife runs a big real estate team, sells a few hundred homes a year. She's been doing this for the last few months. She's been absolutely marketing to all of her past clients, having, um, having photographers go to them and take back to school photos for all of them. Um, and that's been very fabulous. The second one that's most important that you still have time to do is in early November, you do, um, holiday card or Christmas card photos. Um, my wife does photos with Santa and it's her biggest event, right? So she gets a Santa and a photographer. That's all she spends money on. And then of course, all the marketing materials. And in September, October, November, she's emailing, you know, creating videos, Facebook live videos, Facebook direct messages, Facebook posts, Instagram posts, videos, emails, bulk texts, you name it. All those different ways we make contacts to save the date now in September for the photos with Santa event in November. And then in October, there are marketing and doing formal invitations. And through the end of October and early November, they're doing reminders of, of, of the event coming up. And they market it. And in early November, everybody goes down and all the kids want to take their photo and sit on Santa's lap and ask for gifts. And then all they take a family photo that can be sent out as their annual holiday or Christmas card that they send to everybody in their sphere of influence. What a value add. I mean, it's kind of a pain to go get that done. You got to find a place. This is complimentary and free for everybody in your SOI database. And you're holding this huge event that you market for three months and get to make 10 to 15 more contacts on. So my wife's going to do 15 of these for each of these two events. So between the back to school photos that she's doing for the community and the photos with Santa, she's going to get 30 contacts in a period of six months on everyone in her SOI. And every one of those people is going to be so appreciative and thank her so much for everything that she does for the local community. Um, and so that that's what makes it so neat is that you're giving, you're coming from contribution and you're adding value. And if you're doing that and you're really helping people, the first way I showed you was real estate relevant. You're actually giving them education and showing you're an expert and helping them by giving them an annual property analysis. The second way I showed you is a way that's outside of real estate, but gives really true tangible value that brings you closer to them right? You do those two things in a year, you will just put your SOI database on steroids and you'll start to see a seven to one return if we can just get those 40 contacts. And you'll find it's a lot easier for you to make the contest, to make yourself do it if you're doing it around something that truly adds value and comes from contribution like these two things do. All of the documents I, I actually shared with you are in the link. It is in the chat room. So you should all see that in your chat room right now. Um, every single one of those. Um, so I hope that helps. I will open it up now uh, for any questions that you guys might have. If you want to throw those in the chat, you can. I think we've got a few minutes left. I ran a little longer than I wanted to. Anybody have any questions, thoughts, concerns, ideas, you name it. Anyone out there? Or is that, I tend to talk kind of fast. I, I, Brian, I, I just want to say I, I love your energy. Uh, I love the, <laughs> the passion that you bring to this. Um, I'm not a real estate agent. I'm a musician. And uh, but Tracy is more aligned. She and her husband, of course, are, are more aligned in the in the uh, real estate industry. But uh, yeah, what you're saying here, the the, the, the one thing, I, the one question I have is, what is the main hesitancy in taking that big step? I used to do coaching years ago, but what do you find is that main hesitancy in taking that first big step of uh, of really getting into that, really getting into it, saying, I'm going to move ahead. I'm going to try this. We're going to move ahead with the plan. Well, I always say that there's three big hurdles, Matt. And the first one is knowledge. I don't know what to do. Like that's the, I don't have knowledge. Right. Um, cause there's, I mean, you get into real estate, there's all, I mean, you're, you're seeing people like converting leads online and, you know, using video and there's just all these bright, shiny things that are thrown at you and you just don't know what to do first. Right. Um, so, so knowledge of what to do is the first, although a lot of people get that down. 
I think after like, Tracy could probably speak to this. After like a few years, he's like, okay, I know I should have got my database together. That's the first thing I should have done. Let's get the people I know together and stay in contact with them, right? But at first you don't know that. At first you hear so much from so many different people. That's number one. Then number two, it's actually starting to get into action. Like I know what I should do. Now I got to start. So how do, and that usually comes with somebody else, right? And this is where I'm kind of self-promoting here shamelessly, but this is where a coach comes in. They actually make you start, right? You know, like something's got to make you start doing because you know, knowledge is not the problem. Half the people on here know what to do and also know that I haven't started doing it. More than half the people. I would say probably all of you to some degree know there's something you should be doing that you're not doing, right? Or you haven't even started, right? And then there's number three, it's keeping doing it. That's the bigger, that's the, that's what separate, that's why just like less than 2% of any agent population does 98% of the business. And if you look at any of your MLSs, you'll see that there's just a few agents, a handful of them that do the vast majority of all the business and everybody else fights for the scraps. And it's because those agents are able to keep doing it. And I will bet you that they all have coaches too, because someone is keeping them doing it. Does that make sense? So, and yeah, I mean, sure. and I, I'll, I'll take it away from the coaching. <laughs> at least get an accountability partner or get your broker to hold you accountable or something. Get somebody else because don't trust this up here. This is crazy town. And it'll tell you all the reasons you don't need to do the work. And you're the mayor of crazy town. So you, you got to get outside of this and involve somebody else at some level, mentor, coach, accountability partner, you know, 16 year old daughter, whatever, whoever holds you accountable make sure you use somebody else because those are the three obstacles you got to get through. And that last one's the hardest. It's staying in action, staying in action. Great question though, Matt. Seriously. Right. Great yeah, thank you. It applies across the board. Those three things apply in so many different areas of marketing uh, and business as well. Yeah. So thanks. I appreciate that. Tracy, you probably got a ton of questions and we should yeah, just check um, in and see how our time got, is. I uh, do. Michelle Frazier yeah. uh, wanting to know a little bit more about the uh, photographer you were talking about. Her question is, what does your wife do for a venue for photos or setup? Right. On the venue, um, off, well, the venue typically, I mean, that, you know, like a local coffee shop, um, you get some boutique. She gets a boutique coffee shop, right? It's just like a little mom and pop coffee shop because you're going to bring 500 people, 300 people, 100 people into their coffee shop. They love that. And what she does is pays the coffee shop by getting a drink ticket a set of drink tickets. So everybody that comes in gets one drink ticket. So now she's bought 300 cups of coffee. You know what I'm saying? So everybody that comes to the event registers and they get a drink ticket. And what's neat is they register, they give her an online Google review and they register because she got a little laptop there. So she's got tons of online reviews. She's the most, she has more online reviews than anyone in the state of California. And that's a big state just to let you know, that's like a country for most people. She's got, she got more reviews on Google than anyone in the state of California. And it's because these client events, uh, when they register, just please, we'll give you a drink ticket we'll get you a photo of Santa. Please give us a five-star review. Here you go. And she does it right. And again, everybody gets a drink ticket and however many drink tickets she gives away, she then pays for that many cups of coffee. So she blows up this boutique coffee shop. Now you could do that with a sandwich shop or anything that sells something, right? It doesn't have to be coffee. It could be a beer house. What, you know, I don't, you know, whatever you call it, a pub, what, you know, whatever, wherever you want to go do this, you could do it as long as they sell something. You just have tickets and they go. As far as, as far as the, the setup, usually the photographer has a pretty good setup or has a recommendation about backdrops and things like that. That's kind of the, the photographer's bailiwick. Um, you know, they usually get that nailed down, but like for her Christmas with Santa, you know, she, it's a chair and Santa sits in it and they put a Christmas tree on it. This is not my wheelhouse. Like I'm, you know, I'm not the decorator, but it, <laughs> at all, actually any type of client idea theme is not my wheelhouse. I just tell you what other people I know do. I don't think any of them up. Um, but you know, she decorates a Christmas tree right behind him, you know, or, or something like that. And it doesn't have to be, you know, that is kind of religious specific. I mean, it could just be, you know, uh, your, your holiday, you know, greetings card or whatnot, just have kind of a winter scene behind it or that, you know, presence and things like that. Um, so however you want to do that's fine. Either way, people, generally speaking, send out annual family photos, or if they don't, 
they wish they did. They just need someone like you to help them with this little nudge. Um, and that's and, and, and kind of the same idea. You become that person that becomes their accountability partner for being, you know, good friends and family members that way. But that's a great question. Thank you for that, Michelle. Brian and Tracy, I just can't help think how much better her business is, how much better those events would go if she flew a piano player down from Edmonton to California <laughs> in the winter to that's help with that. That's a little right. sweet Caroline, that'd be nice. Oh, yes, yeah, I'd like that. February <laughs> when it's really cold here, those would be good months for her yes. to do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. That is great. <laughs> We're going to give one more minute here for people to um, type in any more questions that they might have. Uh, in the meantime, therealestatetrainer.com is your website where people can get a hold of you and get all that great free stuff that you were showing us for downloads. Yeah, that's it. Therealestatetrainer.com. I'd also say, um, and in fact, Victoria, if you could throw those links back in there, um, the Real Estate Agent Roundtable Facebook group um, is an excellent uh, Facebook group that I, I just go look, just you know, submit your request. We'll get you accepted right away. Once we see you're from, um, um, from Edmonton. And, um, so the real estate agent Roundtable Facebook group and go to the real estate trainer.com, the real estate trainer.com. Let me throw those links into you just in case. Um, are you working on it? <laughs> oh, you're doing it, Victoria. Thank you. Okay. So those are, those are coming in. Um, and just, and just subscribe. And what'll happen is you're going to get, uh, you know, an email each week and it, it'll be a new something. It'll all be something coming from contribution because we practice what we preach, right? So you're going to get like, here's new buyer agent scripts or here's scripts for setting an annual property analysis or here's a new listing presentation technique or, you know, here's a different organizational real estate team, organizational team chart. So we're always giving. That's it. Um, you know, we hope that with someday, you know, you get enough from us, you realize, man, I wish somebody would help me implement all this. You know, maybe I'll just call those guys. They seem to have a lot of good content. And and then it's kind of like what you're going to do with, it's a very honest approach. You show, you give people a test drive. Like you, you let people get to know you by adding value. And then they feel comfortable actually using you when it's time to decide whether to use you or not. And it's like a test drive before you buy the car. And that's, I mean, that that's yeah. called content marketing where you give away content. That's the idea behind it. So you're give, you give, you give. And then you hope that they receive. And when it's time to make a decision, they choose you because they liked your content. And that's what we're doing here. And that's what we're asking you to do as agents with your SOI database. And well, what I'm trying more. to do is get exposure to that content by joining the group and sign up for the newsletter on the website. Brian, we have one more. Uh, I do have one more question uh, from Devin Gray. Uh, and Devin asks, can you provide a, a more detailed idea on what the 40 touches a year are? You mentioned about 15 of them are emails and you gave two amazing uh, event touches. What do the other 23 or so touches look like? I mean, he's not expecting all 23, but just give us a bit of an idea. Sure. Yeah, not a problem. Um, you know, you might have in there, you know, um, so let's say you're going to have, I don't know, we'll say uh, 18 emails. That's an email every three weeks. That's not too bad, right? So 18 of them might be emails. If you want to do one every two weeks, um, you know, it's 24 emails. That's fine too. You might do eight mailers, you know, so eight mailers. And those could be, two of them might be inviting them to a client event. Heck, all of them could be inviting them to a client event, depending on how many client events you have a year, like I told you. Um, it could be a just listed, just sold. If you got a, if you listed a real nice house, you could evidence your success and your ability to list nice homes by throwing a nice just listed out there. You know what I'm saying? If you're a brand new agent and you don't have any business, you could actually ask somebody in your office to do a just listed because we listed it. We meaning our office listed it. So that's cool. And you're just marketing somebody else's house that isn't sold yet. So it's no big deal. As long as you get permission, you're cool. Right? Am I wrong? I mean, different MLS rules vary, but I think I'm always okay on that one. Thank you, Tracy. So then you throw that, <laughs> I stepped into it there before. So when you, so we're going to market that out there. So we'll get some mailers out there. So you might add, you know, anywhere from eight to 12 more touches uh, on the mailers, which gets us up in the thirties, right? I do. I mean, I love it if you could do two phone calls to everybody a year. I mean, I know that's the hard part and that's the pain, but here's the deal. It's free. Doesn't cost you a nickel and highly effective. I mean, nothing's more effective than that. And if they don't answer, shoot them a text. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I'll tell you, it's so, I mean, that's your conversion piece. Phone call and text is that direct contact that generates so much, right? But you're going to text, like, for example, if you have a client event, 
I mean, you're going to be creating social media images that tells you the who, what, where, when, why, how of each event. So you get on a website like a canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com, where you can create your own marketing images, right? You can create perfectly sized Facebook code posts, Instagram posts, email content. So you create one of those that tells you everything you really need to know to RSVP for the event. And then you can direct message it to somebody on Facebook. There's another content, another contact. That's a save the date. Another direct message, formal invitation with a link to evite and register. And then a reminder, Facebook posts. There's three more touches, direct messages. You can do the same thing in Instagram and get a few more touches that way. You can do it by text and get a few more touches that way. You see what I'm saying? So we're going to reach out. Then you're going to do like maybe a Facebook live video where you get on Facebook live and talk about setting up for your event. Maybe you're driving your truck with all the stuff for the event in the background or something. I don't know. And, you know, there's another touch. And you're going to post on your business page. You're going to post on your personal page, a couple more touches. So it's easy to get to 50, 60 touches. If we diversify all the social media channels, mix in email, mix in mailer, mix in phone call, mix in text. It's actually 40 is not hard to get to. I mean, I got a lot of people doing 50 and 60 to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but if you're going to go that high, I worry more about coming from contributions. So people get up to 50, 60 contacts are typically the people that have a lot of client events because those are, those are so well received. I like how you started out earlier by saying that these are uh, ways of marketing and uh, reaching out to people without having the police involved. <laughs> yes, that's good. We don't want the police involved. That's, 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 the police involved. that's my okay. low threshold. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I hope Devin that answered the question for you. Uh, we've got one more question that we're going to take right now and then we're going to give away a $50 gift card. So yeah. it's from Michael Jenner. It says, what sort of budget percentage is the coach accountability person trainers in the GCI? That is a heck of a question. Um, can I share my screen? I think so. Vern, are we able to share the screen here? I can. I have achieved it. Okay. Got it? So, okay. so here we go. Um, with GCI... The way this works is, if you can see my cursor here, um, training and education, I always put it 5% of GCI, okay? And I would put coaching in that, okay? So 5% means, and this is a real estate team, and you could, this is a team that is based on 8 million in total volume. So we start, you know, this is pretty high. I mean, it's a, it's a high producing agent um, because this is where we start showing that production growth budget as the team sells more and their GCI continues to go up. The budget must go up for all your operating expenses. So their ad administrative salaries go up, their 10% of marketing goes up and their training and education. Those are your three biggest operating expenses. Administrative salaries, if you're running a team, marketing and lead gen, and training and education. In fact, all your operating expenses should be about 30% of GCI. And those three alone equal, uh, what is that? 27% of, of that 30. So all your other operating expenses, which are expenses you pay every single month, regardless of whether you sell real estate or not, are 30% of your GCI. We don't ever want you more than that. The only other expenses you have are non-operating expenses, what we call in the accounting world, cost of sales. Um, and those are expenses you pay only when you sell real estate to your broker, um, to your, um, you know, to maybe buyers agents on your team, referral fees, things like that. Otherwise, if you don't sell anything, you wouldn't pay any, any, any expense there. So 5% is your budget for all training and education. And what we show is, you know, typically your real estate, you know, coaches cost somewhere around. I mean, we have programs where it's either 500 a month to a thousand a month. Um, but it's good to go to conferences. It's go to, good to go to your association of realtors conferences where you network, pick up a lot of referral leads, learn a lot from the different classes, going to different productivity trainings, summits and conferences. I mean, th those always work. So we always put 5% for training and education. And the long answer is coaching is a part of that. So I'd say 5%. Um, coaching to me is, 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 you know, I'm very, very biased, but I'd put coaching in there as number one. Um, because that's what's going to get you to those three hurdles that Matt asked about um, and keep you, you know, get you started and, and keep you doing it. 
Um, but then you want to start making sure as you, as, as the coach helps you generate more and more income, it opens up your budget and then we can start going to some more conferences and, and traveling a little bit, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that way. Hope well, that it is. certainly helps Brian with all the free downloads that you provide and the mm. free information and tips too. Well, you bet. So, of course. Thank you so much, Tracy. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch my training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or join our Facebook called The Real Estate Agent Roundtable. Thanks again.